Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. The conference is now in silent mode.
and thank you for calling the Way Too Late Late Show. Remember, your call is very important to us and will be answered in the order that it was received. And thank you again for calling the Way Too Late Late Show.
And yes, good evening to you all, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Way to a Late Late Show right here live on TalkShoe.com. Yes, hugs to all of you. I I am your host. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with me tonight. Yes, your host, <laughs> the late night president, the one and only Todd Allen Morris. I'm so happy to be here tonight. Uh, maybe a little excited. For tonight's program, yes, this is going to go down in history. It's episode 101, ladies and gentlemen, of the Way Too Late Late Show. I know, of course, that your little program thingies read a little something different. But in my mind, this is episode 101. Since everyone's naming fucking episodes around here now. All right, so episode 101, ladies and gentlemen, and tonight... Uh, yes, we are entitling uh, tonight's wonderful program The Women Beaters of Spreaker. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Hashtag that shit. The Women Beaters of Spreaker. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, there has been this big controversy that has been going on on Spreaker.com for about the last week now uh, involving one uh, Kevin Kirstead with some uh, accomplished uh, the hillbilly author who lives in Virginia or somewhere. And, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this guy's pretty weird. I mean, I don't know if we've ever featured him here on the program or not. But, uh, yes, you can head over to Springer.com, search for Kevin Kirsten, and, yes, you'll find uh, all of his uh, wonderful programming there. So, yeah, there's been this big controversy involving uh, – Kevin Kirstead, who has been rather outspoken over the past year or so about his uh, unfavorable uh, opinions of trolling and uh, internet, late-night internet talk, radio drama, and the very many characters that uh, Late Night produces here. Uh, Of course, many of them that we showcase here on this program. 
it appears that seems to have a little bit of an issue with late night and, you know, several of the late night hosts, an issue that, you know, spiraled out of control over the past week as Kevin Kirstead was apparently doxxed. Now, this is his side of the story. He was doxxed, uh, ladies and gentlemen, over the course of the past week. And uh, several things uh, started to come forth about uh, one Kevin Kirstead as a result of this dox that was apparently originally done months ago by uh, one Poofy Bone and the members of the BWC, yes, the Bill Wagner crew. Now, these are the gentlemen who were originally uh, and apparently responsible for a doxing Kirstead months ago. But, yes, as as most news with late night, it took us just a little while to catch on to this shit. But, yeah, it turns out that this Kevin Kirstead guy has been to the Supreme Court. He beat up his wife and neglected his child and been to the gym. He's written 500 books. He's just done it all. And, yes, there's been some, some drama that it's, you know, spent out of this whole uh, doxing of, of Kevin Kirstead. And we are going to discuss that here live tonight on the program uh, that is wonderfully entitled The Women Beater of Spreaker. Yes, wonderful title. So, yes, we're going to get into all of that tonight. As for the first time over the course of the last 24 hours, uh, the general guy, Alan Shea, broke his silence. Uh, yes, uh, we haven't heard from Guy Shea in, in quite a while. And it turns out that last night while we were on the air, Guy Shea was actually live over on Spreaker.com. He had a lot to say. And uh, we're going to play you a portion of uh, DJ Bad Guy's program tonight. Also, uh, a bit more breaking news, Apocalypse uh, was actually responsible for producing a podcast earlier today as well. And uh, he had some comments that he wanted to direct to mainly Kevin Kirstead, but even took some time out to address Guy Shea and some of his comments on his program from last night. So, yeah, we've got a lot of comments going on and all this addressing. And, yeah, we're going to break it down for you right here live on the program tonight. As I said, we'll be playing you what Apocalypse had to say. We'll be playing you uh, DJ Bat Guy's uh, response to this whole drama. And we're going to go even further, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to play you a wonderful clip from the recent Kevin Kirstead program uh, where he interviewed one of his ex-girlfriends, ladies and gentlemen, about his character. So you guys are going to get a chance to hear some of this shit, a whole lot of this shit, uh, here tonight on the way to Late Late Show. Of course, as always, the chat room open for the entire length of this conversation, and so are those phone lines. So feel free to give us a call at area code 724 724- Four 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 seven four four four. Some of you may be having some difficulty uh, with your uh, streaming connection out there. We all know that some of y'all is broke, so so you're having a hard time hearing the show. You got a lot of cutting in and cutting out. Just call in and listen to the shit. Yes, area code seven two four 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 seven four four four. Just use our all new call ID number one three six. Eight five eight again. That's one three six 
888-558. We'll be more than happy to allow you to listen to the show, comment on the show, do whatever the hell you want. Just buckle in and enjoy yourself. Now, I will warn all of you listening to this program tonight, this is, of course, the Way Too Late Late Show, the only show on all of late night internet radio that you will listen to and say, you know what, it's just a little too late for all this shit. It's a little too late. But yes, with Todd Morris is here, we can never, ever be too late. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Way Too Late Late Show. Now, we're not promising you anything special around here. This show is ghetto. This show is known to contain a lot of foul language and drama, a lot of threatening, a lot of retardation. We just have it all. Yes, we're we're your end all to be all of late night internet talk radio. I am your host, again, the late night president, Todd Boris. And uh, stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Way Too Late Late Show. We're going to kick things off just a little while from now, as uh, I was just briefed here recently that uh, Rick and the Weekend Edition are live over on Spreaker.com right now. I'm not sure if he's still on the air or if this show has come to an end. We'll wait on an update on all that. But, yes, I understand that Rick from the Weekend Edition program over on Spreaker.com is live right now, and it seems like everybody's over there. So we're just going to chill for a little bit. We're going to go and pay a little visit to these angry black people. We're going to give Rick a little time to let it all out because we know he's got a lot to say tonight as well, as his name, from what I understand, has also been drugged into this controversy now. Yes, they're... There have been threats and all kinds of shit going on. White knighting. I mean, I just can't believe, ladies and gentlemen, I was sitting here listening to some of this content from, you know, the last 24 hours. And just some of this stuff I, I just can't believe that I'm hearing. And we're going to talk about it right here live tonight because that's what we do, ladies and gentlemen. We tackle the real issues surrounding the late night. Also tonight, I can't believe I almost forgot, maybe because it's really not all that important. But yes, another bit of breaking news. The Kings of Talk, ladies and gentlemen, apparently retired today at the young age of 29 years old. The Kings of Talk has retired from a late night internet talk radio. Yes, the Kings of Talk is gone. His slow ho had to go. Now, this nigga looking for a handout, looking for some attention. I mean, I was just listening to his, his final show. He had, he had to have a show begging everybody, oh, give me a comment if you want me to say, like my show if you want me to go. It's all the shit that doesn't make sense. Looking for some attention, of course. There were no comments. I did see a few likes, a few new likes when I checked earlier today. And, uh, yes, so as a result, the Kingdom Talk had his final, his final podcast, or what he says is his final. Now, how many final goddamn podcasts do you need? How many? I mean, this is what, like your sixth or seventh final freaking show? When is it just going to be over? When are you just going to deactivate, delete, back your shit, and get out? When? When are you going to do it? 
So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we've, we've had threats and ultimatums and retirements and all of this crap happening only within the last 24 hours. This is how fast shit happens around here on late night. And you can take, you can take it to the bank for the late night president. You want to follow these programs, ladies and every last one of them. Because people are losing their minds more and more every day. So, yes, the Kingdom Talk has retired. Guy Shea broke his silence. Kevin Kirsten is discovered to be a lazy bum who beats his wife and abandons his children. And Guy Shea has suddenly became the white knight. Yes, we always kind of thought he was you know, one of the hood wears. Yeah, hashtag that shit. Hood wears. Yeah, we, we we always thought this nigga was kind of a white knight. White something. Definitely a Klansman. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that Guy Shea is stooped to an all-new low. An all-new low, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to discuss all of that, as I said, right here live tonight. So keep it with us. You are listening to the Late Do a Late Late Show again. Shout out to all of you who are listening and supporting the show tonight. And yes, we are live. This 21st day of August. We are 22 minutes into the program. I believe 22 minutes. We're just 36 minutes past the 12 a.m. Central Standard Hour for all you stalkers out there who keep track of this shit. You got to know where I am at all times. So we're letting you know. Again, this Friday, this this 21st day of August 2015, we are 37 minutes now past the top of the 12 a.m. Central Standard Hour. Yes, we are live in studio tonight. Looking forward to the program. But for right now, ladies and gentlemen, until we receive any further news, Rick has finally let it all out. I think this is not right. We're going to turn it over now to the Angry Black People Show.
So apparently, ladies and gentlemen, there is no angry black people. Is that is that what I'm hearing? There's no angry black people tonight. Are you kidding me? Maybe they just got so angry last night, ladies and gentlemen, that that they just couldn't even fathom coming back to their shows tonight. So apparently, we we have no angry black people. Did we miss them? Were they on early? Maybe they're out rioting. Something. So we'll have to check in tomorrow night with the angry black people. I'm guessing because they're not they're not present tonight. So yes, hashtag that shit. Black lives matter. Black Black lives matter. Did I say it right? Black life matters. Black lives. Whatever the hell it is. Hashtag something. But yes, black power. Yeah, black power. Yeah. So shout out to all of our our uh, Negro supporters who are out there listening to us tonight. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I threw my fist up, you know, the whole the whole nine yards. Yeah. So we've got no angry black people. Do we have the little, you know, the creepy alien ghost hunting dude over there? What's his name? Over on Block Talk. No, 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 not not AZ UFO. No, no. Talking about yeah, that guy, the guy with the ghost hunting app and, and shit. All these weird sounding commercials. All these crazy sounding people, yes. So I don't know. Do we have the the alien guy tonight? Let's let's check in with the alien guy, and we'll be right back. Again, you are listening to the way to a late late show. Yes, we might just be a little too late tonight. we are awake or if we do figure out the signs we can tell if they're good or bad but the other thing that i have learned is we're able to fight back and if they know we know they're there they will back away because they want us when they're vulnerable if they're bad they take us when we're vulnerable when are we most vulnerable when we're sleeping they're rarely taking us during the day. They're very rarely taking us at uh, when we're awake. Are there instances of that? Of course. However, I recall waking up one night. It was about 1.30 in the morning. This is only about two months ago, two and a half months ago. 
and literally closing my eyes. And I had the feeling that there was something in my house. And I could feel it. I could sense it. Every hair on my body was standing up. My back hair was standing up probably two, three inches. And if I would have went outside, people would have thought there was a Sasquatch walking down the street. However, (laughs) however, I walked to the doorway of my bedroom. Or I, I tapped Mrs. Space Out Radio as she's sleeping, and I said, there's an alien in the house. And so she immediately popped up. She immediately grounded our house to start, bring, uh, to start bringing in positive energy. And I walked to the doorway, and I looked down my hall towards my kitchen and where my television area was near the kitchen. And I started telepathically talking to this dude. I said, I know where you are. And the feeling that I got that night, and I know there's someone listening to this show who, right now, who is very, very in tune with the bad experiences. So this is a message for this person. Okay? The feeling that I had was, back in my hockey days, when I played hockey, I wasn't talented. So the only way I could make a team was, if I fought and I have had no surgery, I've had broken fingers, broken knuckles, whatever. That's part of the concussion. That's part of the job. Okay. And the feeling that I had was when I woke up and I walked to my doorway was my first thought, okay, where's my dog? This thing, I have a big dog. He's about 90 pounds. He's a German shepherd lab cross and he's very protective of the family. My first thought was, where is he? Okay, he's sleeping in the laundry room right across the hall about four feet away from me. Okay, he comes out. He walks to the doorway of the laundry room, looks down the hall. First thing, that's confirmation that there's something there. Second, I start telling this guy telepathically, I know where you are. And I am getting that feeling that I'm going to have to fight this thing. And I'm going to have to hurt it real bad to the point where it never wants to come back into my house. In the meantime, like I said, Mrs. Space Out Radio is grounding. We went on full security mode. Then I remember what one of our previous guests had said, Robert, author Robert Farrell. He had stated what, that he always goes to bed at 4 o'clock in the morning. And if he falls asleep before 4 o'clock in the morning, he always makes sure that his bladder is always full because... The time that the ETs come and get you is when you are in your rapid eye movement, deepest sleep. That's when they come through the walls. That's when they come through the ceiling, the windows, wherever. So if you're uncomfortable and your body is not able to relax because you you haven't gone to the bathroom, and so he drinks two cups of water before he goes to bed. I started doing that because I want to be uncomfortable at night so I have to get up and can't get taken. But what I'm, I know I'm rambling here and I know I'm going all over the place. What I'm saying is you do have to be prepared for the worst, even though it might be the greatest experience of your life. And security is one way to cope with that. So I'm asking you, Kareen, I know you've never seen a, uh, an extraterrestrial. I'm not sure you would. But as someone who is gaining that connection, 
would you start taking security measures yourself? No, I wouldn't take security measures. Certainly not. Um, you know, and that the thing is, um, you know, I, here, you know, I'm coming from me. What I'm what I'm dealing with in my life right now, I'm, I guess, more aware of living people. <laughs> Breaking into my apartment, or you know what I mean, but that's where I'm coming from. Aliens, I'm not. They're not even on my scope, quite frankly. You know what I mean? I understand that. I understand that completely. I mean, uh, you know, I, if I lived where you live, I would probably sleep during the day and hold my shotgun to the door at night. But that's just me <laughs> being Canadian and paranoid. Dorothy, how about you? Do you take any measures like grounding your home or anything to try and keep any extraterrestrial activity away at night? Nope, not at all. I would I would just be over the moon quite literally if an alien waltzed up and walked through my wall. Like I said, I've had a couple of experiences. One was this type people and the other wasn't, and I've had another couple. But the, the whole point for me is that if you're that scared of it, get out of town, get out of Dodge, don't explore it at all, turn your computer off, go put your tin hat on, whatever it is you need to do to feel good. Um, I've, I've got very strong opinions about grounding and talk about it. We can't not ground. So if you're airy-fairy and you're out there, then maybe you need to discipline your mind a little bit and then you need to determine, you know, it's like people that watch a scary movie to me, they watch a horror movie and then they spend all evening jumping about going, oh, 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 I'm so scared. You're priming yourself for something. So... It's a very serious question to me. Is there's a disorder in there somewhere? If you if you keep uh, approaching something, if you're that scared of something, if you're that paranoid, if you're that anxious, you are now an unreliable witness. To me, that's I'll always end up in that position when a person is chronically scared of something, whether it's they've seen a ghost, um, which we've seen lots of, whether they've seen an apparition of anything. Uh, if they're freaked out by it, they become an unreliable witness right there, right then, for me, anyway. So no, I would not, not even think about it, not even contemplate it. Well, let's talk about grounding then, Dorothy. What is your opinion of it? I think it's a bit unnecessary. Um, there, are, there are processes that if you feel you need to reconnect with the earth that you can't disconnect from in the first place, let's face it, she's pretty big, we're pretty little. Um, it's, it's understanding vibrations right there is that we are resonating with the planet. You can't not, you just can't. No matter what you might like to tell yourself, you just can't. So when you when you bring yourself back to a point of reality, if you want to have wonderful experiences, if you want to experience things that are beyond the norm, as Corrine said, you simply need to be open to the experience and become an observer of that experience. Uh, if you want to put yourself into positions where your mind, and it is your mind, it is not your body, where your mind is waltzing off into different directions. I meditate, I've, I've been hypnotized, I do all sorts of freaky things. But I know exactly where my body is at every moment and I know exactly what planet I'm on at every moment. Um, I, I really don't get why so many people... But, but there's been a spiritual training and the spiritual training for a lot of years, I've been in the business for 17 years full-time, is, is about grounding, not grounding. It's, it's about if, you, if, you, if you, you could get lost out there somewhere and you know they're all pretty fantastical things for me. I will say though, this is important because I didn't get an opportunity to say it. When you said that you believe people have left and never been, never come back, I believe that is true too. By the way, absolutely. But I don't necessarily see that as a, a super evil plan as such. I, I, I'm certain the occasional person gets picked up just plain straight out, dies of fright, has a heart attack, whatever might else go on. 
Um, and, and I also think too that, I think that this sounds odd, I suppose, but I think they might have been rougher <laughs> 50 years ago or even 100 years ago than they would be today. Uh, it's just like our doctors, you know, like our own system. You know, they, you go back 50 years and they were quite happy to plug an electric shock into you to control your, your behaviours, to get rid of your seizures and your fits or to do, you know, to stop you having Tourette's even. So we've, we've developed and I'm, I'm quite sure that other species and races develop as well. We are talking with Dorothy and Corrine tonight on Spaced Out Radio and we are having just a free-for-all tonight. We have about five minutes before we got to take our second break of the night. If you have any questions you can, and you're in the Spaced Out Radio chat room, you can ask them there and we will bring them up on the show. If you want to call in, 1-607-203-5344 is the number. One six zero seven two zero three five three four four. Make sure you press one. I believe it is. Kareen, maybe you can uh, confirm that with me. Press one, yeah, and, yeah. and then you will be able to uh, let us know that you have a question to be on the show, whether it's for uh, Dorothy, whether it's for Kareen, or whether it's for myself tonight on Spaced Out Radio. Kareen, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen? Oh my lord. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not question. And, and I, yeah. And I'm not talking I'm not talking about your latest date at Fenway Park. <laughs> um well that's like oh my god. Um all right, let me think. You know what, Dave, I can't really answer that question because there's been many weird things and what is my weirdest? Oh my god, that's a really good question for me. Um, hmm. Oh, well, it has to do with the purple plates. Um, I had a bunch of purple plates in one room where I used to live, and suddenly, and I, you know, they were all like charged and whatever, they had the energy. Suddenly, the box in front of all these large plates, which are 12 by 12, flew forward on me. And I was like, oh, my God, what the hell? But it was the energy. You know what I mean? Like suddenly this box was being outed for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. I can't even remember what was in the box. But, yeah, that was one of the weird things. And then the other was I was at my friend's house who lived in a haunted house, and I saw the salt shaker jump from the top shelf down to where I was. I was on the phone. And I was like, shit, man, you know, excuse my language. And, uh, but, I mean, it was, like, definitely a haunted house, you know what I mean? But I had never seen anything in person with that kind of thing. And then, there, of course, there's the Warrens, everything I experienced with them. That's weird. Everything with that was freaking weird. But too much to go into right now. Dorothy, how about you? I mean, never mind salt, salt shakers or, or things of, uh being thrown off the walls i've never had any experiences like that i think it's one of the only things i haven't had happen to me in the last four years but what type of oddities have you seen where it's left you scratching your head basically saying well how do i explain that i've got one overriding one that i again i almost never share it because i don't understand it myself so i figure why put it out there but 
I was doing a meditation one day about how I was using my power. It was a very simple, straightforward thing, you know, how I was misusing it, the best way to use it, and just going through those motions. And um, when I got to a misuse, the misuse of power, I was left very, very confused, so I would like to share that. Um, I immediately saw a man, and this is sort of interesting as well, uh, I saw a man uh, who was below the ground in what was clearly a, like a bunker-type event and in a military situation, and a man had a, another man, uh, I believe, by the way, that it, it was a military man. I also believe po- probably American, but I couldn't guarantee that. And he was holding this man by the collar, and I could feel my, myself smirking or smiling at him as I refused to give him information. This man's like, we need to know. You have to tell us. You know we can't hurt you, but we need to know. And he was smiling, and his power was in not sharing um, his information and I believe that was technological I believe it was about where they lived I know that he was one of these people that was one of my first experiences with these people that can walk through walls type of individuals and his, he, he, when I looked at that I, I was trying to place it past life, future life somebody else's life, not really me and I got this huge connection where I immediately knew that that was me now today at that same moment that I was experiencing that um, I did get to understand later that I was experiencing it as if I was him, so we were two separate beings, but I, I also got this huge connection to that, and it was just, I was mind-blowing for years. I still do a little bit about it. Whenever I think of it, I can feel myself being this man, and I can feel him being me, and he knows a whole lot more than I do about what was going on. It was really an interesting thing, so really, really out there stuff. <laughs> Cog in the Spaceo Radio chat room asked if I have had my new home blessed. And my most recent paranormal experience happened just last week when I had Angie J- Dixon on the show. She's in the chat room as well. And what happened during one of the breaks, and I'll explain this to the people who weren't listening, including Cog, what happened was I went outside during the breaks because the Perseid meteor shower was going on. And, you know, we have four-minute breaks, and I want to be able to you know, check it out. And it was a nice warm night. So I go outside. My dog comes with me because he's always in the studio with me. And we go outside. And as I'm standing by my downstairs door, and as you know, I broadcast out of my house, I have a tree in my backyard, which is about 15 feet away from my house. And standing in front of the tree, I saw a pair of jeans and a white t-shirt. And then I watched it disappear before I did my double take and got my freak out heebie-jeebies that normally happens when it gets... And then after the show, which most people didn't hear, Angie and I had a conversation with him that his name was Richard. He prefers to be called Rick. He's looking for his shop, which was where the house extension uh, that happened a number of years ago is now in place. And he says that he sees my dogs, he sees the kids, he uh, takes care of the yard, he never comes in the house. And basically, I told him, is there anything you want? I will be putting up a new shop because I do not have one. And I think every man needs a shop on their yard. And he said, yeah, could you put some two-by-fours in for me so I can work on them? So when I get the new shop, we will be putting two-by-fours. That's my most recent experience. It was kind of cool, and I thank Angie Dixon for that as well. On that note, we are going to hop into our next break here on Spaced Out Radio. 
We're having a free-for-all tonight with Psychic Dorothy from Energy Therapies and Corrine DeWinter from Supernatural Radio and PurplePlates.com. I'll get you guys to hold on. We'll be right back after the top of the hour break. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott. Talk to you on the other side. The Phoenix Lights, Roswell, secret military aircraft, flying saucers. Let's check out the sky together. Hi, this is Rich Giordano, host of the AZ UFO Show, right here on the Spaced Out Radio Network. Every Sunday night at 7, we hit the airwaves to talk about the phenomenon of unidentified flying objects and more. We want to hear your stories. Maybe you've seen what many others have seen. Only one way to find out, the AZ UFO Show on Sunday nights on the Spaced Out Radio Network on spacedoutradio.com. Hi there, this is James Tyson, host of Spaced Out Weekends. And I know you're enjoying tonight's show with Dave Scott on Spaced Out Radio. I just wanted to remind you that Spaced Out Radio continues on the weekends with me. On Spaced Out Weekend, we hit the airwaves at www.spacedoutradio.com starting at 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern. We have great guests with interesting chats regarding all things paranormal, supernatural, cryptozoological, and much, much more. So tune in to Spaced Out Weekend and give us a listen. Visit purpleplates.com today. For over 40 years, the Purple Energy Plates have been delivering amazing results for their many customers. Inspired by the great genius Nikola Tesla, the harmony, healing, and energetic effects of the plates have proven over and over to be beneficial and often miraculous to thousands of customers. With their money-back guarantee and the many benefits, how can you afford not to get one? Check their site for daily specials and choose from their many energy products. You won't be sorry. Visit them today at purpleplates.com for mind, body, and spirit. And expect a miracle. Need a break but don't have the time? Tired of life's running around? Hi, this is Jolene from Rivulet Relaxation and Readings. Let me help you in your time of need. From Reiki to Realm Readings, I can help provide you therapy for your mind, body, and soul. Check out my website at rivuletrnr.wix.com forward slash rivuletrnr. And if you're a listener of Spaced Out Radio, receive 10% off your first session. Rivulet Relaxation and Readings. And don't forget to give my Facebook page a like. It's time for you to make some important time for you. The Spaced Out Radio Network can be found at spacedoutradio.com. Hi there, this is Dave Scott. Here you can join the latest on our weekly shows and news from around the world involving UFOs, cover-ups, cryptids, ghosts, and more. Read articles from our very talented staff and check out our weekly tarot card reading from Psychic Catherine. You can also sign up for free on our forum and tell us about your experiences. SpacedOutRadio.com. Always live, always interactive. The Webster Phenomena airs on Spaced Out Radio on Monday night at 8 p.m. Pacific Time. I'm your host, Patrick Webster-Small, and I discovered extraterrestrials in the atmosphere, which led me to more discoveries developing the Webster Phenomena, which is the occurrence of extraterrestrials throughout nature. I will explain the Webster Phenomena and all my recent discoveries every Monday night at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, right here on Spaced Out Radio. You hear footsteps in the empty room above you. A rocking chair begins rocking by itself. Don't be afraid of the things that go bump in the night. Reach for Spirit Story Box. The iPhone app the Huffington Post UK called the only ghost hunting app you will ever need. Spirit Story Box. The spirits are telling their stories. 
Are you listening? Want to call in to Space Out Radio? You can. 1-607-203-5344. You can tweet us at Spaced Out Radio or send us a message on Facebook at Spaced Out Radio. And now, back to the show, here's Dave Scott. Welcome back to Space Out Radio for hour number two. Tonight we are doing a free-for-all with Psychic Dorothy and Energy Therapies, as well as Kareem DeWinter from Supernatural Radio and PurplePlates.com. Before we bring them back on, I do want to remind you that Space Out Radio broadcasts seven days a week. We have seven shows on our network. All you have to do is go to SpaceOutRadio.com and make sure you check out our weekly schedule from our hosts, and we will make sure that you get the best attention you need and you deserve for your listening audience and that you can find something that you enjoy. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. You can follow us on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. And don't forget we also have the free forum on Spaced Out Radio where you can click on that and give us your lowdown on what's happening with you in regards to the supernatural, paranormal, cryptozoological. We want your stories. doesn't matter what it is. Tell us a story. Let us know what's happening with you. Tomorrow night on Space Out Radio, I am actually taking a night off. I got some unexpected family coming into town. And you know what? I moved up into a northern part of this province, so that way... I could get away from the family, and I could just live my little Zen life. But I'm getting surprised tomorrow. Yes, mom and dad are coming up. So I'm taking tomorrow night off. Mom, at least, is bringing homemade cookies, so she gets a free entry pass. My favorites, too, oatmeal raisin. I'm thankful for that. But tomorrow night, Corrine DeWinter from Supernatural Radio and PurplePlates.com will be hosting tomorrow night's show with Dr. Ron Millione. The topic will be the Philadelphia Experiment. This is going to be a great topic. I'm going to try and hop in and listen to this one, but Corrine's going to do a great job. I hope that you take the time to support her the way you have myself. This is her first time hosting the show, so I hope you give her a great opportunity in order to have a great show, center the love, center the support. Now, I do want to also mention, Space Out Radio listeners, if you're listening and paying attention, one of our listeners who's in the Space Out Radio chat room right now, Heather, is currently having to pack up her home because the wildfires in Washington State in her area are so bad. I would love it if all of us could go together, manifest some very positive energy that that fire turns and goes the other way and leaves her home alone. She is on an evacuation order. She's packing up. She could have to leave her residence at any second. So let us send a lot of love, a lot of prayers over to Heather in Washington State so that way she uh, can have her home and yard protected and save all of her belongings as well. So as we're talking about manifestation, Dorothy, I would love to, you, to have you bring on this. How quickly can manifestation work on something like that? On a fly? Well, 
well, I think that uh, it takes a little bit more. Oh, there's a pragmatic Dorothy again. I lived in Australia where fires were always around us and it was really noticeable that a lot of little townships and houses, it would just go around them and people around me would all say, it's amazing, but of course we all watered our gardens and we all had houses and the firefighters were working as a bridging gap between you and the fires because that's what they do. They don't care if the fire goes into more trees and bush. They stop it coming towards your house and very often they'd go around, but we'd have fires with 70-kilometre-an-hour winds and, and, and it would draft. It would actually pick up a fire, a flame, a fireball, essentially, and you could watch this, which was phenomenal, and it would pick it up and travel at 10Ks into more trees and more stuff, and it was just this huge on, ongoing thing. I watched a tree. I, I watched a hill. It was just on uh, 2Ks high. Uh, I watched it the fire go up the side of it in less than three minutes because the wind was so strong pushing it up the side and it was so dry. You know, you don't get a fire until it's pretty dry anyway. So I think that when it comes to manifesting, I have a very set idea that we can manifest things for ourselves pretty well and pretty easily. We do it whether it's good or bad just because we don't know what we're doing. When it comes to something like this, I think I will send Heather as much love and care and energy as I've got that she makes the best choices possible for herself because... You know, I, I get a little annoyed at times because if one person survives something and it doesn't affect their house and it affected the next 20 houses, they go, oh, you are being looked after. And I'm like, well, that's a bit cruel, isn't it? You know, all these other people didn't deserve to be looked after. So I'm pretty pretty good on the idea of giving the, the fire department as much energy as they could possibly stand to do the best job that they can and make the best choices that they can. And uh, apart from that, making the best choices is probably key to survival in situations like that. I would like... I would hate to pretend otherwise, to be honest. Corrine DeWinter, have you ever seen manifestation of energy work in situations? Oh, my God, yeah. I wrote a book once called Wishcraft, um, which was, okay, so what, wait, do you want me to tell you what I did to with, with Wishcraft? Yeah, fill okay. us in. So, all right. So I used to park at the top of this street that I live on right now and wish that I lived here because I was like, oh, my God, I want to live there one day. Lo and behold, I did. I was at a, 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 a tag sale before this, right, years before this, and I saw I got a, a copy of the New York Quarterly, which from 1972, okay, this copy of the New York Quarterly, which was poetry, was from 1972. I read it from cover to cover. I saw the black and white photos in the New York Quarterly, and I was it was like Anne Sexton and Robert Creeley, which probably you don't know who they are, but they're huge. And I saw these photos in there, and I was like, oh, my, and they look so cool, Dave. You know what I mean? And I'm like, shit, man, I wish I was in this. New York Quarterly, with my picture in there. A couple of years go by, and I submit stuff to the New York Quarterly. The editor at the time, William Packard, which has since passed away, called me, and he said, I want you to write the present state of American poetry, which they had in every issue, for this next issue. And I was like, oh, my God, what the hell? I'm like, nobody. But he loved my poems. So I wrote the article, and lo and behold, my black and white picture was also in the New York Quarterly. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and, and oh, also, okay, so this is another thing. Besides that, that was pretty cool. 
my boyfriend now, I wrote a list of things that I wanted my boyfriend to have and to be, okay? This was years ago. Now, I've been going out with this guy for nine years. So I wrote all these things. He's got black hair and blue eyes. He's a musician, loves Russia. Don't ask me why I put that in there. Um, and, um, you know, all these other details, right? Lo and behold, I meet this guy. Black hair, blue eyes, handsome, musician, blah, blah. I didn't, I, <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't put in there has no children. But anyway. <laughs> now that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, everything else, like like a lot of the stuff in there was him. It's like I manifested him. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, we well, like, can do this. You know, like we there, can. But that's this. not going to stop a fire, love. You no, know, so I, I know, get that kind of manifestation. I, yeah, I, I really right. get that kind of manifestation. But there's a, there's another angle there that I would like to put out there and ask you about. How do you know, Kareen, that you hadn't actually simply had a? And this isn't to be sneezed at either. This is big, big stuff. Uh, that you hadn't had a premonition or a precognition about a man you were going to meet in the future? Well, Dorothy, that's a good point, because I had kept dreaming about a guy. And, you know, don't ask me what he looked like in my dreams, but I did keep dreaming about a guy that I was going to meet, that I loved, 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 and I didn't know what he looked like. But I just knew that, you know, so, yes, it could have been a premonition uh, besides my list of things that I wanted him to be. Uh, and yeah. About age 35, I said. He was 36 when I met him. Um, you know, th- this type of stuff. You know what I mean? They're like everything, yeah. it was so weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> Angie's saying the Russian part yeah. could be like he likes to get drunk. Well... <laughs> He loves the vodka. He loves the vodka. (laughs) The vodka. But anyways, I do believe that, you know, like Dave was saying that he manifested, he manifested this new place where he lives right now. That's a whole freaking huge story that he's got there. He manifested a place where he could live and have more freedom. And guess what? Found a job with more money in this new place. Dave, jump in. I'm just happy to be here listening to you guys go at it. So, I mean, that's <laughs> that's kind of fun for me. No, I, I believe, and I'll be honest with you, I personally thought that manifestation was a little bit of BS because I didn't know the power that it could have. And I had, when I started my having my spiritual enlightenment, I had something along the lines of uh, a couple of people, not many, a couple of people tell me you have to manifest it. You have to manifest it. And I can honestly say 10 weeks ago when I sold my house in the lower mainland of British Columbia, I had no idea that I was going to be moving off way off the grid here four and a half hours north. I had no clue. I threw it out there one day and I said to Mrs. Space Out Radio, I said, why don't we move north? And she goes, okay, let's do it. Where do you want to go? So I mentioned the town's name. I hadn't been there in 22 years. And she goes, why there? I said, I don't know. 
It just feels right. She goes, well, call a friend. So I called up my mentor in the business that I am in, which is my daytime career. And I literally said to him, I want a job. He goes, where? I said, up north. He goes, where do you want to go? I named the town. And he starts laughing. He goes, I'm heading there right now. And I know there's a job available. So within 48 hours of that conversation, I was talking to my new boss. And within two weeks of that, I had accepted the offer. And within a couple weeks of that, I had moved up here, started my career. And literally three days after that, uh, I'd seen a house. I purchased a house. And I needed them to be out on August 1st because we needed to be out of our house August 1st. This was July 6th. And everything was like, yep, not a problem. Everything that I had manifested. So I can honestly say I'm a believer in it. Now, forest fire, a little bit tough. I agree with Dorothy. Yeah. Okay. It, you know, when Mother Nature is pissed off, it's kind of tough to control her. But what we can do is, like Dorothy said, is pray for the best wishes that everybody is safe, that the firefighters have enough energy to keep that battle going because it is one vicious battle. And as long as we can keep that positive energy going, as little as it is from the Space Out Radio audience, it can help. And I think that's the point. Exactly. And and I'll tell you something else as well. You know, this, this, I've watched a few videos which disturb me from spiritual people where somebody gets run over and another person gets up and they go, wow, look at that, that's God in action. I'm thinking God in action just whomped one person and you're saying it's, it's great because the other person got up. It's, it's kind, of, kind of gravy to me. You know, it's like, it's like, whoa, let's haul that back a little bit. And, you know, we live in a world, there's cars, there's stuff, things happen. Uh, in Australia, I will talk about that. I did live there for eight years and I lived in Queensland and I lived in the hinterland. So we weren't strangers to fires and they would cover huge masses of areas very, very quickly and um, one of the, the first things noticeable was 75% of all fires that were started in Australia, and I'm not sure if this is America as well, were accidentally started by humans. You know, they weren't started by the sun. A small percentage were, but the rest of them were actually somebody dropped a lighter, you know, or they dropped something, a cigarette, in arid conditions, or they had a camping, you know, they'd gone camping and hadn't put their fire out properly or the, the wind picked up the ashes, that sort of stuff. So, you know, I think we need to also look at personal responsibility and be a bit more careful when we know that things are dry. We have big signs here. I suppose you have them in America as well or in Canada as well. Big signs when around our bushland area that when it gets arid, they, they say, you know, they've got an arrow pointing to its high risk. Don't do anything stupid like throw your cigarette out the window, you know. So I think uh, if we start working from that perspective of thinking of beyond ourselves, then we can probably have less of this sort of thing anyway. Corrine, do you believe then that it only takes a few minds in order to send enough energy to help that cause, or do you need millions in order to manifest that, or even thousands? No. Let's cut thousands. No, not thousands or millions, a few. Okay. I believe that we are much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for, first of all. Um, and you know what? The thing that stops us from manifesting, if that's the word you want to use, or making things come to fruition, 
is our, you know, our, our, our stop that, you know, we can't, we can't do this. We don't have the power to do it. Are you kidding me? You don't have the power to do this. Yeah, we do. We do, and we always have. It's been taken away from us from growing up and learn, unlearning what we knew in the first place, okay? So let's go from there. You have this power. You have this power. You can do this, and that's it. You know what I mean? You believe in it. You go ahead with it, and so it will be. That's what I think. We are talking with Kareem DeWinter from Supernatural Radio and purpleplates.com tonight, as well as Psychic Dorothy from energytherapies.co. She is a very talented psychic tonight. If you want to call in at 1-607-203-5344, that's 1-607-203-5344, press 1. So we know you have a question for either Kareen or Dorothy tonight. We would appreciate that. Next topic at hand, Dorothy. A lot of people in their homes hear things go bump in the night. How can they tell? I mean, there's two ways of thinking on that. If you're paranoid, you think it's a spirit, a ghost, a a poltergeist, or if you don't believe in anything, you think it's just an old crickety house, or maybe it's a cat playing with a toy, or maybe there's a squirrel in the attic, whatever it may be. How do you tell the difference? Well, again, for somebody like me, I just it doesn't matter to me because I'm not scared if it is. But there's a sense you get if you are intuitive at all and you've had experiences, Kareem's had experiences, a lot of people in your chat would have had experiences, even when you don't believe. You know, I can remember going back when I was quite young and having mum talk about things that were canny, which is a Scottish-Irish um, comment about people who, who pick up on stuff. And so people have always been able to do that, that there's that little bit of extra something going on there. If you tend to be fearful, then you'll never know. You're an unreliable witness. We're back to that. If you aren't fearful and it is out of the ordinary and you weren't nuts and or a nutter 10 minutes before, the chances are pretty good you just didn't turn into a schizophrenic or become a nutter in the last 10 minutes. So if something's really out there, I always I always suggest look for look for the obvious first. If you don't go there first, you're an unreliable witness. Um, determine if there is another possible explanation. I'll tell you, we've got this lovely story. I had a student, because I teach energy therapy, who rang me up one day and she said, I've had this experience, and she told me about this marvellous experience where a glass, a wine glass in her cupboard, in a dry wine glass in her cupboard, she opened the cupboard, it was filled, uh, half filled with golden fluid. And she looked at that as a sign from her guides because she'd been asking for that. She looked at it as a sign that they were giving her a gift but her husband couldn't stand it. He was like, no, there has to be an explanation. And they went for a week or so without being able to find an explanation for this until he finally worked out that they'd overfilled the pot plant, which stood right up the other end at the top of the shelf on the outside. And the water had just trickled, trickled, trickled down the edge of the cupboard, somehow magically not tipping over, had dripped down into the cupboard door and into this glass. How that happened is anybody can say this is something massively phenomenal. He was an engineer and he said, well, actually it was probably bound to happen sooner or later, um, but we hadn't overfilled that before. So the whole thing came down to me is that if you look for the logical explanation first, if you look deeper first, if you really have a good look around, you most of the time are going to find your explanation. The one time you don't, woohoo, <laughs> let's talk. And then, and then you've got something going on that's exciting and interesting and fantastic. 
There are a couple of American dudes that actually had a show. I don't remember what it was called, but some of you that are in the States might, um, that we used to watch. And they went around looking at, at people's phenomena. These people would swear their house was haunted. And out, not, only one time in, in two series that they ran did they actually find something. They said, this one is unexplainable. All the rest they had gas pipe eruptions, uh, they had vibrations from three roads over from cars. They had some interesting explanations that they worked out. And I thought, well, that sort of just flows to that idea that as soon as you've checked out all of the logical possibilities, you suddenly have something very exciting to talk about. And um, for, for that end, from an intuitive perspective, there's that little bit of extra something if you're not jumpy to start with. Um, I see things anyway physically with my eyes see stuff so if I see something I pretty much know it's there I'm not jumpy with sounds and and things like that because you know stuff happens you don't know that a very mild vibration hasn't happened we can we have lots of tiny tiny little earthquakes around New Zealand that you don't even feel in your house but something might fall off the wall or something might fly out at you and I suppose I've had a lifetime of seeing that sort of thing knowing what it is and um yeah um, it was like a friend of mine, Kathy, Kathy Distant Echoes, said one day when people talk about EVPs, because that's her area, she loves it, um, as she said, I'm in the same boat with 99% of it's BS, and that 1%, oh, I just love it, every every particle of it, I love it. So that's what I've got there, which isn't much help, I'm sure. <laughs> we are talking with... Uh Karina Winter tonight on Space Out Radio. She's from Supernatural Radio and PurplePlates.com. And Psychic Dorothy tonight from EnergyTherapies.co. Ladies, we have just a couple minutes before we go to break here. But I want to put in one thought in your head before we go to break. And we will tackle this after the break. We will open up the phones because I know there is a caller waiting for you after the break. Do you ever get scared anymore? by what you have seen or what you've experienced. And I want you to really think about that because I think the more experiences we have, we get a little blasé about it. Or do you still react the same? Because fear is a big part of what the paranormal and supernatural, cryptozoological and extraterrestrial is all about. So I'll let you ladies think about that. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott. We will be right back. Want to find out what's coming up on the Spaced Out Radio Network? Go to spacedoutradio.com where you can find our daily list of shows and guests appearing throughout the week. Want to tell us your story? Be sure to sign up for the Spaced Out Forum for free. Maybe you have a psychic question. Drop in and say hi to Catherine in Cat's Corner. Spacedoutradio.com your 24-hour source for UFOs, ghosts, conspiracies, and more. Check it out today. Are you one of many who's had a UFO or ET experience? Listen up. The AZ UFO Show is on every Sunday night at 7 on the Spaced Out Radio Network. We talk about UFO sightings across the globe, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, and more with me, Rich Giordano. I want you to know what's going on in the skies above you, so tune in to the AZ UFO Show on Spaced Out Radio Network on spacedoutradio.com right before Spaced Out Weekend. Our show is literally out of this world. Visit purpleplates.com today. For over 40 years, the Purple Energy Plates have been delivering amazing results for their many customers. 
Inspired by the great genius Nikola Tesla, the harmony, healing, and energetic effects of the place have proven over and over to be beneficial and often miraculous to thousands of customers. With their money-back guarantee and the many benefits, how can you afford not to get one? Check their site for daily specials and choose from their many energy products. You won't be sorry. Visit them today at purpleplates.com for mind, body, and spirit. And expect a miracle. You hear footsteps in the empty room above you. A rocking chair begins rocking by itself. Don't be afraid of the things that go bump in the night. Reach for Spirit Story Box. The iPhone app the Huffington Post UK called the only ghost hunting app you will ever need. Spirit Story Box. The spirits are telling their stories. Are you listening? Brand new discovery beats NASA. This is Patrick Webster Small bringing you the Webster Phenomena every Monday night at 8 p.m. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about amazing stuff. Have amazing guests. That's all they is, man. You know the rest as E.T. up in the sky. I'm going to tell you which way and why. We're going to have a little combo about these ETs in the sky. We're going to chill. This is Patrick Webster Small, and I'll be seeing you every Monday night at 8 p.m. Pacific Time. Write it down on Spaced Out Radio. Is the 24-hour world starting to wear you down? Let me, from Rivulet Reiki and Ratings, lend you a hand. Hi, this is Jolene. And if you're in need of Reiki or Realm Ratings, come to my website, rivuletrr.wix.com forward slash rivulet R&R, and let us help you out. At Rivulet, I specialize in healing your body, mind, and soul, no matter where you are. And be sure to check out the Rivulet R&R Facebook page for your best deal. Remember, it's time for you to make some time for you. Hi there, this is Jim Tyson, host of Spaced Out Weekend. When you've had a busy week and you're just wanting to chill out and relax, how about listening into my show? That's right, Spaced Out Weekend. I focus on the paranormal, the arcane, I even dip into the techie side of things, and much, much more. And I would love for you to come in and check it out. Remember, Spaced Out Radio goes seven days a week. Dave Scott, Monday through Friday, and me, Jim Tyson, rolling through the weekends. I look forward to having you stop by for a listen every Saturday and Sunday night, 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific, only on Spaced Out Radio. Miss most of tonight's show? Don't worry, you didn't miss a thing. You can head to our website, where you can download the podcast at spacedoutradio.com. Now, back to tonight's show. Here's Dave Scott. And thank you so much for joining us for the final half hour of Space Out Radio tonight. I am your host, Dave Scott, and it's a pleasure to be with you tonight. Reminder, tomorrow night's show, Friday night, Ron Millione will be on with us talking about the Philadelphia Experiment I will be off tomorrow night. Supernatural Radio's Kareen DeWinter will be the host tomorrow night. It's her first appearance on Space Out Radio. I really think you'll enjoy the show. She's very knowledgeable about the topic, and she will bring this one home to you, and you will enjoy it. So please tune in tomorrow night to listen to Ron Millione 
and the Philadelphia Experiment on Spaced Out Radio. Kareen is also a guest with us tonight on Spaced Out Radio, along with Psychic Dorothy from energytherapies.co, all the way from New Zealand. First time we've had someone on from New Zealand on this show, so we thank her for showing up. If you want to stay in touch with Space Out Radio, remember, if you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Space Out Radio. On Facebook, Space Out Radio Show, give our page a like, as well as you can join our free Space Out Radio group. And, of course, at spaceoutradio.com, where all our shows are listed. Head on there, join our free forum, and tell us about your stories, your insights, everything that we would like to know. We are very communicative. We want to be a part of your lives as you are a part of ours. So thank you and participate with us. This is all about us, people. We're doing this together. So let's bring Kareen and Dorothy back into Space Out Radio now. Right before the break, I asked you ladies about fear. Kareen. Does anything really scare you anymore when it re- it's in regards to whether it's paranormal, supernatural, or conspiratorial? Well, I will say this. Um, when I used to hang out with the Warrens and Lorraine, I first went to their house, and, God, it was a long time ago, but I saw Annabelle, the um, the doll, and I was sitting right next to Annabelle during the whole, you know, lecture that they were doing in the room with all these haunted objects in the room and I couldn't sleep afterward. I I, I couldn't sleep without the light on for probably, God, four months and I was so scared. Um, Since then, because I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen here? You know what I mean? Like, because Lorraine said, Lorraine Warren said, the more you're afraid, the more it feeds them, feeds the energy of what can be, you know, manifesting. So, you know, I was very afraid. Um, but then, you know, I saw them again not too long after or three, three or four months later, and um, that didn't help. But, I mean, I think... Now I realize that in my life, at least, there's more to be afraid of with the living than the dead and spirits and the life that we have right now. So, I mean, no, nothing has really made me afraid. I ask my mother every night. My mother's passed on. I ask my mother every night, come to me, talk to me. And I'm not afraid to see her. Uh, I'm not afraid to see most spirits. So I, I would say my fear has pretty much resolved itself, you know, simply by by getting older. You know what I mean? I understand that. Dorothy, how about yourself? This is something that has been a lifelong passion for you since you developed your abilities and realized you have these abilities. When you see a spirit or you get have an extraterrestrial experience, does it startle you or make you scared at all at any time? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm really dull. But the, 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 I have had an experience, though, that I'd like to share that did, did give me room to pause. It made me question just a minute whether I thought I knew what I was doing or whether I should even be doing what I was doing. Uh, a long time ago, and I, I don't doubt that it's entirely possible. 
I mean, I have to say, I already said about the, the strange alien guy who uh, said, you know, are you sure you want to come? You know, I, I, it's, it's not everybody can cope with it. Not everybody can handle it. And my moment of, of um, pause let him know that it was maybe not going to be the right thing for me to do. And then while I kicked myself around, uh, who knows? You know, if I had gone with him, if I had had had, had that experience, I might have just freaked my little ass out and been a totally different person today. But he, he stopped that from being a possibility. So I think I want to put that out there. He wasn't rejecting me. He was making sure that I wasn't in a position that caused me problems. It wasn't anything to do with them. Uh, but I, I, I had a lady ring me up in Pukakoi, and she had a, a ghost in her house. And, she, and I got a lot of calls when I had a business to come and clear houses. And most of them were really uh, residual energy. They weren't nothing, but they weren't necessarily an entity, let's put it that way. But I, I got into this house and it was the middle of summer and we were having a rather hot day. It was nearly 30 degrees Celsius. And as soon as I walked into a kitchen, it felt even hotter and I thought, wow, this is really warm. And she said, well, he's down the, the front. She didn't say he. She said the, the entity is down that end. Her problem and why she called was she couldn't keep flatmates in her house. They would come in, they'd feel the energy there and they'd freak out and they'd leave. And she was actually okay with it. I got to the end of the hallway and it was one of those very old villas and so the hallways had been about five feet wide they were actually quite wide and it ran down possibly about I'd say 15 meters from the kitchen to this room and as soon as she opened the door from the kitchen to the hallway I just got hit by a blast of cold and I don't mean cold air my fingers went pinched I could feel my heart squeeze I just went deathly cold in a matter of seconds and I thought oh and that was the moment I actually asked myself if I thought I knew what I was doing it was like out of my depth and while it was a long time ago, if I did that today for the first time, I'd probably ask myself the same thing. I walked down the hallway and, and all I was telling myself, to be honest, was she's been living in this house and she's still alive, so I should be okay. And I got down to the room and it was a back corner room. I opened it and again, it got even colder and I had this almost overwhelming urge to cross my wrists like they were tied up. That's me ad-libbing there. It, I wasn't sure that that's what it was, but I had to cross my wrists and once I crossed him, I could see this man. He had a frock coat on, long black, uh, long black pants. He wasn't standing on the ground, so he was quite high. He, I could see his feet to the top, and he just pushed out an image in front of me of a box. When I saw the key in the box, I knew that there was something in there, although I couldn't see inside. And he let me know that he'd been murdered, um, probably in the late 1800s, by what he was wearing, and that he had left to go back to England to 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 bank money because the New Zealand banks weren't stable. And um, on his way down the road, he'd got a couple of k's away from home. It would have been miles back then. He got a couple of k's away from home and he was beset upon. And the two men that killed him happened to be his brother and his foreman. And they would have taken his money. And then over the time that he never uh, fronted up, this is his story, over the time that he never fronted up where he was meant to go, um, the, the brother started telling the wife he'd probably run off. He'd probably decided to just go to America or go somewhere else with the money. Uh, and he'd abandoned her and he ended up marrying the wife and the foreman, of course, worked there. So his his overwhelming energy was to let somebody know he hadn't run off more than anything else. He had not run off and abandoned his family and he just kept saying that or I kept feeling that over and over again. I went back to my office and this is when it gets more interesting is uh, my office, my front desk lady, she, she looked up and after I'd been, I told her I'd been to Ostrich Farm Road to um, the Schlaffer's house and she just looked at me and she said, what did they want? And I said, well, she wanted me to clear this energy. And then she told me that actually 30 years before, 
the girl that lives there now, her grandfather went crazy and he killed eight members of the family before shooting himself on that same property. So I thought that was all very interesting and nobody even knew why he did it and I wondered if he'd felt this entity because he was deeply religious and he had been yelling at, at everybody that he was saving them from the devil when he killed them all. So there you go. My scariest experience, of course, has been the first time I saw an extraterrestrial. And I, I can honestly say with that point and that happening, I still get startled. And I get that immediate fear until I have to calm myself down. I don't think there is much that could really scare me anymore because I've had so many different experiences. But I could tell you this, I, I sure as hell am not going into the ocean at any time soon because Megalodon <laughs> is still out there somewhere, according to the sea monster chat that we had, and I'm not getting attacked by any shark. I'm a meal. But bar, bar, barring the ocean, barring the ocean, I don't think there is much that could freak me out anymore unless I was absolutely traumatized and terrorized by a bad alien encounter or attacked by a poltergeist or something along those lines. But uh, from what I have had and with the uh, experiences I have had, which I feel very fortunate about, I haven't been scared, and I hope that continues to be that way so much. We're going to go to the phone lines right now, and we have a familiar voice to this show. Angie is on the line. Angie, how are you this evening? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm having a great night, and my guests, I hope, are having a great night, too. And you had a question for Dorothy tonight. Well, it's more of a question for any of you. So my sister's neighbor, like their house is pretty much are connected because they live on an army base. Um, she posted on Facebook yesterday that her refrigerator exploded as in there, it was shooting water out of it and she had to call maintenance and they came up and they fixed it and they like said that they'd never, they've never seen anything like that happen to a refrigerator before. An hour later, she said both of her sinks in her kitchen float like overflowed and she had to call maintenance again and maintenance said that they they were not related in any way they don't know what's going on and so she according to her she's been feeling things in her house and I was like okay well let me call her and just kind of you know see what I get from talking to her now I know that there's a woman there or in that area, because the woman kept showing me herself and showing me how she died and all that stuff. So I was telling her about the woman, but I was also seeing, like, a portal under her house, and it was black, and it was just swirling, and it was on the floor. And she said that um, she's heard her name be called, like, she's heard all kinds of things. So I I didn't feel anything there besides seeing the portal, but I don't know, like, what you're getting. Like, I, I was like, I need to have someone else help me with this. <laughs> so. Dorothy, do you want to take that one right off the bat? Sure, sure, sure. I was waiting because she was asking anybody. But uh, I don't feel that there's anything there out of the ordinary, but there's an interesting thing about name calling, not calling people names, but hearing names. Um, mm-hmm. We did a lot of practice with this when I when I train people and. When a person is trying to get your attention, and this is the human connection very much so, 
um, they'll quite often they'll focus on you, they'll see you, whatever it is. And, and when they're doing that, you can actually sometimes hear like a woman or a man saying your name. And it very often happens as you're waking up or as you're relaxing more than any other time, obviously, if you're busy. But you'll get the sense of being watched sometimes. And uh, I think that that is going on for her. I think that whether she's been playing with spirituality with people or whatever, that there's a person who's trying to connect with her. Um, you know, people practice astral travel and nine times out of ten when they start that, they will actually focus on a particular person to try and see somebody they know in their environment and all the rest of it. Um, people pick up on that. You know, we, we've got an energy that moves out as light uh, at 186,000 miles per second. It takes a trice for a person to think your name. So, you know, we were talking about manifesting and everybody focusing on something um, because we're so scattered normally with our day-to-day -day attention. But when somebody does bring in an, a focus that significant and that concentrated, I, I'm absolutely certain that a recipient can for the most part, feel and hear and get a sense of it, even see the apparition at times that is the person, even if they don't recognise them as such. The, the the house stuff, I don't see anything really out of the way or out of the ordinary there. It feels, I agree with you, um, that it's, it's just normal maintenance or things going wrong. Uh, three, two, there is something going on under that house, but it feels to be mechanical or it feels to be like the self, whatever's, cables, whatever's going on under there um, may need a bit of a refresh. There may be some issues maintenance-wise overall that are a bit bigger than just her property, but um, I expect that you'll find that out very soon, actually. I think you'll be starting to see, see, see works going down into the ground to try and resolve some issues. She won't be the only one that's had a few issues either, I don't think. It feels, feels to be a, a, a bit broader a field than her place. Well, my sister's also had flooding in her house like twice now and their houses are literally attached to each other so there i okay. feel like there's something under the house but i kept seeing like this swirly thing under their house and i'm like that's kind of creepy <laughs> well, it's <laughs> like probably it could... water <laughs> at a guess yeah. it's probably water I mean, but it was dark like it was black yeah i mean i don't know if it's just because well, i seen it because it was under the house and it was dark under there or you know yeah i'll stand with what i've just said so when you've yeah. got um plumbing issues and, and you've got things that are going on. I, that's where I stand with it. It doesn't feel to be out of the ordinary in that respect. So, so Well, um, that's what I, I thought her too. I'm like, I didn't feel anything evil. I didn't feel anything bad. I mean, there's a woman in the area, but I think she's just hanging out. <laughs> um, but I didn't feel like, she's like, but people tell me that they, they don't like the bathroom in my house. That they, it feels weird in there for them. And I'm like, well, I'm not feeling anything, so... Well, I think if I was to talk to your sister, I would start asking her about what her fears are representative of. Does does she want to have an experience? When when somebody heightens their their ability to receive information energetically, that they, they basically move out consciously into the subtle energy fields, um, they can pick up stuff from everywhere. You know, you can have an argument four houses down. That's nothing special, but all of a sudden you'll feel this horrible energy pushing around at you because now you're aware of it. It was always there, but now you're aware of it. Uh, and it's, it works the same with, with feeling commonality with somebody. What might have taken five conversations in five days, suddenly you feel the commonality immediately and know what it is. It's like we, we're clicking here. This is really good stuff. So, so maybe she's been playing around with developing her own psychic abilities, her intuition, and she's feeling subtle energy and she's clearly jumpy and, and jumping around with that a little bit. And so if you know she's been doing that, then it, it's about asking her to, to tone back the fear factor and start observing. Ask, what what is it that I'm feeling here? What is it that I'm looking at? And that's 
basically my ritual when I was first starting out. Uh, I would I'd be talking to somebody, Andrew, and we'd be having a cup of coffee, and I'd see bloody Marie Antoinette in a child, or somebody who looked like Marie Antoinette in a child standing on this person's shoulder, and I'd sit there and think, oh my god, I can't be talking to this person about that. I don't even know what that means, you know. So so it's understanding that weird things will start to happen as soon as you develop intuitive abilities, as soon as you develop subtle field uh, consciousness, I guess. And, and that because we are truly all connected, like absolutely truly, and so far as we are vibrational beings, and so far as um, we can feel pretty much anything we decide to, to focus our attention on, when we start to discover, when we have this little adventure and we decide we want to learn all of that, suddenly we freak out and go, eh, it doesn't feel good, it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel comfortable, but that doesn't mean there's anything really wrong with it. It's just outside of our normal sphere, our buffer zone, I suppose. Really? Yeah, because I, I asked her if my sister was, like, having any of the issues either, and she's like, no, it's just me. And then I was like, well, if your houses are attached and my sister's not sensing anything in her house and it's something that you either brought with you from somewhere else or it's something that you're making, you know, and she's like, well, no, no. And I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> so. Sensitivity is a real double-edged sword for you know for a person who's got a, a little bit skittish to start with it can be a curse because everything they feel is going to be potentially bad right and mm-hmm. anybody that gets a little bit more sensitive does know that not everything in fact a lot of things feel downright uncomfortable because you're not used to experiencing them so I, I would certainly be asking her is she trying to develop intuitively and if she is maybe she needs to undertake a, a, a level of um I don't want to say ritual, but a level of um, practice that allows her to be more conscious of exactly what information she's getting. I know that when I got to a certain point of of picking up stuff, I got sick of it because it was just like, it's too much. So I just sort of started rebuffering and then uh, placing it in such a way that I I don't really know anything unless I focus on it these days. You know, people expect me to know everything that's going on for them and I'm like, yeah, I wasn't paying attention to you. And and it's, it's, it's true. And it's, mm-hmm. it's very much uh, uh, as it's required kind of a thing outside of my own life. I mean, I get intuition. So I remember one day I was sitting relaxing and I saw two men come and knock at my door at different times. You know, I saw first a friend that I knew and I saw him knocking on the door and coming in. And then I saw a policeman knocking on my window and I just thought, oh, that's bizarre. And two days later, that's exactly what happened. In the morning, a friend came and knocked on the door and he said, just checking up. I haven't seen you for months and we hadn't. And so he came in and had a cup of tea and wandered off. And then that afternoon, the police came and I wasn't listening. I had my headset on. And so he went around knocking on the windows so I would see him. And, of course, they they were looking for um, something that was stolen, which I did not steal. But they were looking for something that was stolen in the area. Somebody thought it was dumped around our backyards or whatever, and he was just asking for permission to have a look through. So it was, it's, it's, it, precognition is a big deal. But when you feel that, it isn't always comfortable if you don't know that it's something that may happen in the future, if it's something that might happen in a few days or a few weeks. And it's a real, it's a real quagmire of stuff, really. Fun. I love it. Exciting. Well, I told her I didn't feel anything and she had nothing to worry about. And I didn't, I didn't get like the heebie-jeebies trying to talk to her or anything. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay, well, right. that was just really weird that it happened at the same time. And I'm like, yeah, but you guys have been having water issues for a while. Like I, and I told her, I'm like, I think it's just a water issue that they need to come out and fix. And she's like, well, they told me that they fixed it all. And I'm like, I don't think they did. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Totally with you. But, you know, if somebody wants to make something bigger than it is or, or different, if they want to, you know, we've all had that. Oh, I've certainly had a lot over the years where somebody's absolutely insistent that what's going on for them is uh, supernatural, then I just, that's, you've asked me, I've answered you, have fun with that, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, um, pretty much what I said. Yeah. And then she's like, but my go. friend wants to come and try to, to see what's here. And I'm like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Like, I would not bring some random person into your house who's not trained in any way, shape, or form to start messing around and see what's in your house. I'm like, you need to not let her do that. That's, that's a bad idea. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's her free choice. You know, sometimes, like I said, there's, there's that clear desire for her to have an experience that she's coming forward with, you know, that she's got some mm-hmm. kind of something going on there. But I'm pretty sure that it's like uh, there's dirt or something, there's a crack in the in, in the main pipe heading in there and that it might be building water pressure up at those two places. I just know that there's more than one and that could be your sister as well, but I don't know yeah, how many are in the group. And and then they're going to they're going to dig down and they will find it and they will fix it and the problem will be solved and that doesn't feel to be too far away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking too, but I just wanted to make sure because I'm like it <laughs> You're on to it, Angie. Never doubt yourself, love. Okay, I'll try not to. <laughs> Thanks. Dorothy, you just mentioned something right off the end of that conversation with Angie here about never doubting yourself. How many people out there who are having these experiences are really doubting themselves, in your opinion? Oh, just about all of them to start with. <laughs> you know, uh, when, when, when a person starts getting things like you'll notice with Kareen and Chris because they're, they're playing around now and you'll, you'll hear it every time and I did it way back in the day and the first thing out of their mouth before they tell you something they sense is well I could be you know talking crap here or I could be way off base here or I don't know anything you know they just they put a disclaimer out there right at the start because they haven't got the confidence and in the information they're getting which comes with practice it, and, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with doubting especially at the start if you get somebody at the very beginning of the intuitive journey who has no doubts about what they're getting, I'd be concerned. They might be a nutter or they're arrogant, take your pick. So when you doubt yourself, it gives you the opportunity to ask questions. But when you doubt yourself to the point that you become unconfident, uh, that's another story. That, that needs a bit of looking at. And then they could use a little bit of mentoring, um, move them to a circle where they can play around with it and get feedback, that sort of thing, which is what... Corrine and, and Chris are doing right now is they're deliberately putting themselves out there to get the feedback so they can tweak your abilities because that's how it works and understand what information is, what it looks like, what it feels like and discern the different layers of it. Um, a lack of confidence when it comes to intuitive stuff I think is natural because you know, you're not reading a book, are you? You've not got somebody saying, yes, you can do that really, really well. You have to put it out there and then uh, potentially be wrong. I think for my first two years, uh, before I went full professional, I just worked for free and just I was really just developing. And um, I would always say, you know, if I'm wrong, just tell me because I, I need to know if I'm to adjust things, if I'm to make, if I'm to be better, I need to know. And I was always concerned about it. I'd go and do psychic fairs where I'd do 14 to 13, 15, 18 readings a day, depending on where I was. And, and I would sit there at the beginning, really nervous at the beginning, and then I'd be so busy all day, I wouldn't get a chance to think about it. But I always felt that I didn't give them enough, which explains a lot about why I am the way I am now, girls. <laughs> I would always feel like I could give them more information. I just need to talk faster. I need to uh, understand it quicker. I need to be able to just go boom, 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 
and have them walk away feeling that they got something substantial. <laughs> That's my drive, really. We are with Corinne DeWinter and Psychic Dorothy tonight on Space Out Radios. And you know what? I feel like I'm losing my voice here. I don't know why, Uh but I hope it's not a cold coming on. But that's okay. We have just a couple of minutes left here in the show. And I would love it, ladies, if you wouldn't mind sharing your websites where people can get in touch with you to try and grab a little bit more topics in regards to what is happening in your worlds and what's going on with your websites. Hi, Corrine. Is Corrine still with us? She's still with us. Okay, I'll go then. Um, my website's just dub, 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 um, dot energy dot co one word. Uh, I blog a lot, actually. I, I do a lot of postings for blogs and self-help things. And I, I have a diploma in clinical hypnotherapy, so it's really strong in my whole drive and energy practice that I call it that. It's an energy practice as opposed to... I never call myself psychic Dorothy, by the way. I never call myself that. I'm Dorothy. <laughs> And um, I, I, I'm a, I am a clairvoyant, but I'm not psychic Dorothy, if that makes sense. And um, with, with all of that, there's, there's this whole human element that I, I suppose I get a bit distressed when spiritual elements sort of say, you know, your body's nothing, your life is nothing. Um, go and cut your wrist now, I say, and, and get rid of it then. Deal with it if you're that confident that that's true. So having a good life now, I think, is very important. And we lose touch, I think, of that idea that we can just be this lovely, energetic, all-powerful, wonderful being with all our foibles, our faults, and, and and not be or need to be more. That's probably the message I would put out there right now. I want to thank you so much for helping us out on such short notice tonight on Spaced Out Radio. It has been an absolute pleasure, Dorothy, to have you. And Corrine, if you're still on the line, which I think our line may have got disconnected, uh, I do appreciate you being on the show with us tonight as well. It's been absolutely pleasurable. So thank you so much for being on thank Space you. Out Radio. Yeah, Dave, I'm sorry. I'm here. I was <laughs> muted. I don't. I don't know why I muted myself, but whatever. Um, but I just want to say, Dorothy is it, man. So go to energytherapies.co. She can help you in every aspect of your life, okay? So please go there. My website, purpleplates.com, you can also get a lot of help from Purple Plates. But Dorothy is it, man. She she is like the shit, okay? So please go there. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Kareem. I'm the shit. (laughs) Yes. Well, let's cut through the shit right now. I got a show to end here. Thank you, ladies, for being on Space Out Radio tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you uh, for the short notice. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dave. Do you have a topic or guest you'd like to hear on Space Out Radio? Email us, dave at spacedoutradio.com. Send us a quick message on Twitter at Space Out Radio or a message on our Facebook page, Space Out Radio. Once again, here's Dave Scott. And once again, I do want to remind you that I will be taking tomorrow night off on Space Out Radio because I got some family coming into town. So, Corrine DeWinter from Supernatural Radio and 
purpleplates.com. Will be joining us tonight, or make that Friday night. She'll be hosting the show here. She'll be in the hot seat. Hell, she may even have to fly to Canada to do this show. Who knows if she'll make it? Pack your bags, Corrine. I know you're listening. Ron Millione is tomorrow night's guest on Space Out Radio. He is a studious master of the Philadelphia experiment. He believes it's real. He's trying to recreate the experiment as well. You may recognize Ron's name from Ghost Hunters on Sci-Fi as well as UFO Hunters on the History Channel. It's going to be a big night for Space Out Radio. We know Kareen is going to do a great job. Don't forget the weekend shows get going on Saturday, Patrick.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.